Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Today I have a returning guest. It's Mr. Gary Youngberg. Hi, Mike. Welcome aboard. So Gary is a nice set four. He's the, the best systems integrator, uh, I'd say, west of the Mississippi for EST. <laughs> Since Morris lives east of the Mississippi. Mr. Wizard. I'm sorry, I snorted. Hey, um, but what we want to talk about tonight is technical stuff. Really, yeah. really get technical. And okay. to teach some folks some some stuff and tell some sea stories. Okay. And so you've got one about, about a guard and when you worked at ADT. Yeah. And did you hurt the guard or what happened? No, no. So... Um, let me cue this up. It'll take a little bit. I'll try and move it along. So, Go ahead. As you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've heard. <laughs> but at this particular time, I was a newbie. I only had like 15 years in the business. Mm -hmm. And so we had guards at ADT, and we all packed. I only had 15 <clears> years. <throat> so, yeah, well, I did. I only had 15 true. years. I was a newbie. So... <clears throat> Pardon me. We'd get these guards, and they would go out on service calls or trouble closings or the fire transmitter wound down, and they had mechanical with the skate key, and you had to wind them back mm -hmm. up. And so they Well, said, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, for the, yeah. for the children's yes, out please. there. Yes, please. Thank you. Go back, because you had ADT had guards. Yeah. Guards had watch. Do they wear the big Flava Flav clock, that kind of thing? Or no, what, no. What uh, were they doing? So they, they wore firearms. Really? Yeah, ADT my, had firearms? Yeah, oh yeah, I used to carry. You um, used to carry for? When I went on service calls, you're darn right. No kidding. I would. I was on a service call one night fixing the system while people were trying to break in. I wasn't carrying on that call. No kidding. And we didn't have cell phones, so it's not a matter of yeah. dial. You had to find a landline, you had to hope it dialed nine to get out. <sighs> and so anyway, I got my I permit. I had no idea, Gary. I got my permit. Yeah, my dad made a lot of money catching bad guys. Huh. <clears throat> So anyway, the guards okay. oh. primarily would go out on trouble closings, mm -hmm. or if there's an alarm and they had guard service, they'd beat the cops there. Mm -hmm. and they which, all, which makes sense. Yeah, and, and they all packed, and as a repairman, I could pack, and I did. But, so the guards need to know how to do basic troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. And since I was the lead repairman there at ADT and here in Portland, part of my job was to teach the new kids. Mm -hmm. So we'd get the new ones and, you know, I'd take them out for a couple of days and okay, not that one, you know, or yeah, this one's going to be good. And <laughs> that was a path to getting to be a repairman back then. Okay. So anyway, this kid's about six, three, maybe, you know, buck 40 dripping wet. Mm -hmm. And he has his vest. He had his bulletproof vest and he had his stuff and went out to the service call. So what had happened is McCullough circuits. We talked about that back in the day. Oh, it was hardwired through the central station. The power mm -hmm. came from the central station, and they ran on 52 volts. And then the first boost was 78, and the second boost was 130 DC, 50 milliamps. Wow. And when you touched it, it woke you that up. That would hurt you. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so we get a signal in the middle of the night on this customer over by Lloyd Center. Actually, it was in Lloyd Center. And partway through, the signal just died. Mm -hmm. You know, clickety, clickety, clickety. 
and it just died and that grounded out. So it grounded the circuit. Of course, our operators called Telco and Telco did their thing and oh, it's coming from this address, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want to pay for overnight service. So the first thing in the morning, we get out there. So they said, well, take Bob with you. All right, fine. So we pull in and he gets his three toolboxes out. <laughs> he's got his vest, his coat, his firearm, his toolboxes. And I go, kid, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, we need, we need tools. I said, no. I, I looked at and listeners can't see it, but I had a little notebook just like mm -hmm. this. It was a little 222 book. It was an ADT part number. It's just a notebook. You talk mm -hmm. for logging your service call. And I said, I've got this. I've got a tweaker screwdriver. Yeah. got my pen, flashlight. That's all we need. So we're guaranteed three trips to the truck on every service call. <coughs> what do you mean? You leave your truck, you talk to the customer, you see what's going on, assess the situation. Okay. Go back to your truck, get the tools, Okay. make the repair, put your tools away, go back, have the customer talk sign the, the paperwork, mm -hmm. tell them what's going on, yada, yada. Documentation. Correct. Thank and you. I, and you know I hate paperwork, but I but, did it. But you all know, we all know as, as senior technicians that it, it, the job is not done until the paperwork. Until the paperwork is done. And, yeah. Kids, remember that. Yeah, it's just like if you go to the restroom. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. you got to have the paperwork. What are the clamshells for? That's a different story. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So anyway, we get queued up, and so the first part of the troubleshooting, mm -hmm. the central station told me the transmitter died halfway through the signal. They got okay. two rounds, they were called rounds. So let's just say the code was 312. Mm -hmm. I think I picked out on the last one. Because it, so it was wound up, it was a motor that was wound well, up. No, this was the electronic ones, it was oh, so really it, cool. So it, but it would send three, it would three send rounds. However many rounds, okay. three, you know, dit, 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 312. Do that three or four times. Mm -hmm. Well, they'd got a couple rounds, it died. Okay. And they're like, what the heck's going on? And so they weren't sure. And you can have clashes and because it was a series circuit, and we've talked about that mm -hmm. basic. So it died. So I get the work order, and right there out of the gate, I already know it's wrong. But I'm supposed to train this kid. Sure. So I keep my mouth shut. All right, kid. We have clues. So anyway, he's still carrying his boxes. So we walk <laughs> into the subscriber. They're called subscribers. And first thing I walk in, <clears throat> the roll gate's open. And you trip over a floor polisher mm -hmm. stuck in the middle of the floor. Great big old cable hanging out of it. Hmm. Okay. You know, observation is your best tool for troubleshooting. Nice. Thank you. So Thank you very much. Here we go. So, yep. you know, the first thing was Central Station told me part of what the problem was. Mm -hmm. Now I walk into the, the premises and there's mm -hmm. a floor polisher stuck in the middle of the floor. Another clue. Another clue, and I'm already, I knew what was wrong, but this is just cementing what I know. So I asked the kid, what do you see? Oh, okay. He doesn't pick up. I said, you got a floor polisher sitting there. That, that's a clue. Over his head. Because he's, you know, he's too gung-ho. He's mm -hmm. too in the moment. He's not got the zen or the chi or you know, observing. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not ticked off, I can really, I just, hum. and so I wasn't. I was teaching this kid. And, so we walk in and customer comes That's, up. I have the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm too ticked off, I can't get yeah. done at all. So, home. you know, I'm, I'm trying to set the example and, you know, like I said, only had, I was a young buck. So pretty soon the customer comes up and <clears throat> he's sitting there and he, uh, oh yeah, well, we were polishing the floor last night and that quit. We were waiting for the electrician to come in. Bingo. Oh, okay, right? You know, yeah. so, uh, There's another clue. And it's a big fat cable. Mm -hmm. So. I look at the cable and it goes over this plug. And guess what's right below that? 
plug. Yeah. The transformer. The transformer right. for, for ADT's <laughs> right. magical, so, magical. Uh, right, the transformer. The, uh, transmission. So, so I go, I says to Bob, I said, see anything, Bob? Oh, I don't know. So I said, well, you know, that happened. Yeah, the electrician's coming, but, you know, they just, you know, so glad hand to the customer, did the schmoozing, and so, well, we're going we're gonna to find out what's wrong. We'll get you back in business. Okay. So I look at Bob, you see anything? Oh, no, where's the panel? Panel's over. So... We go over this hallway, and as I see that, about 10 feet down is the main breaker panel. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm looking down the hallway at the control panel. It's a big old blue box. It has a meter that goes white to green because mm -hmm. I don't like to talk about my burglar alarm days, but I did do burglar alarm, even though fire is my thing. No, I get it. And I look to the end of the hall, and I says, Bob, the answer's in front of your face. Yeah, find it, kid. Kid, and he's he's all over the board. He's just everywhere. And, well, the meter's not green. I said, of course, Bob. <laughs> the roll door we just walked in is open. <laughs> and he's just so excited to, I so guess. Gr so a green meter meant that everything was secure. Everything was secure. Okay. But like a fire panel has the green LED, what sure. we call a green panel where everything's normal in the power. Normal and you got one light. Well, guess and... what? The old days, the lights were red. Ah. Guess what wasn't lighting on the panel? So yeah. here we've got a hung-up transmitter, mm -hmm. a polisher dead, plugged into the same plug that our transformer's in. There you go. Looking at the end of the box, the light's off. I go. And you're spoon-feeding this kid. And, and so I said, Bob, I know what the problem is, but I'm not going to tell you. Good. This is part of, well, what, what? And he's just getting all excited, and he's mm -hmm. frustrated, and he's just, just jittering. I mean, he mm -hmm. was just, you know, <clears> tall, <throat> skinny kid. Go, yeah. go, go, go. I said, okay, let's, I'll let you walk up to the panel. He gets his drill out, and he starts to – and they had those six-mile-long bolts that ADT had on their dang panels, you know. Put that down. What do you – put it down. Mm -hmm. The problem's in front of your face. And he's looking all over. And I'll admit, once in a great while, that LED would be burned out. It was a thing with that particular ADT panel. But it was like one out of a 1,000. It yeah. wasn't, you know. And he still didn't get it. And I'm just shaking my head. He's looking for the key. Well, does it have to be turned on and off to reset? No, it's easier than that. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get him to check the obvious. Mm -hmm. Can't get his. You can't get him to slow down long couldn't, enough so to finally to really absorb. I, I took my tweaker, <laughs> I pointed the red <laughs> light. And you, well, what's that all about? Well, it's out, Bob. He said, so let's go over to the breaker panel which was 10 feet from the plug. I said, before I open the breaker panel, take a look down there. Mm -hmm. Look at the polisher that's dead that we almost tripped over. Mm -hmm. We throw the breaker panel open, the little lock that keeps it from accidentally being turned off at night. Of course, it's up against that, and it's tripped. I go, look, the breaker's tripped. I said, now watch. And I pulled my tweaker out, and I undid the breaker lock. Snap, snap. All of a sudden, I hear the brrrr, and it sends final rounds in because now it has AC power. Yeah, now it's ready to rock and, I, and roll. And I take my tweaker and I put the lock back, unshut the door. I said, fixed. Just like that. Mm -hmm. And the kid was just dumbfounded. Yeah. And then I said, but we're not done. Those are gel cell batteries, which in those days were brand new to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we had wet cells. Yeah. And so, as you know about gel cells, sometimes they going deep discharge they never come and back sometimes they can't sometimes they go yeah. down in reverse sometimes oh wow i didn't know yeah they, they would that. actually reverse polarity sometimes huh and other times they got all the green goo that's going down the side of the yeah that that's i've seen that a lot so and, and the, most of the listeners probably don't right they, they realize now that they think those are slas but they're not mm -hmm. they're 
these are all AGM batteries, but the SLAs had a small weep hole in them. Yeah. And remember the <clears throat> remember the brand that the top would pop off? Mm-hmm. And then all Yawasa the goo or whatever. Fall, yeah, yeah. all the goo would fall out. And you're like, well, <laughs> that goo is sulfuric acid. Enjoy. And then I got another troubleshooting story for batteries, but nice. we'll let you get yours. So I let Bob do this. You know, I get my tweaker and I turn it sideways. Then somebody really tightened these screws down properly. So I said, okay, get your tools out. So he undoes it and we look. And sure enough, one of the batteries had dropped in deep discharge. I said, now. So how did you tell? How? Just, just because it wouldn't take a charge, it, it yeah, would pull, we, pull too oh, much. Oh, I'm current. sorry. Yeah, thank you. I left that part out. So, mm-hmm. get the door open. You got the green goo. Okay. Clean it up. Oh, I see. It put the meter leaked. on it. Okay. Yeah, this one's at 3.7 volts yeah, on a six yeah. volt. It's not coming back. Yeah. The other ones, it starting to come back. And, and you they know weren't the, really good at marine batteries at that point. Mm-mm. Like they didn't make a good deep cycle battery no. for a while, especially when they first started in the, in that industry. So. Then he says, now what? Well, now we go talk to a customer. Hey, Mr. Customer, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have that size battery in my truck. You can't carry every size battery for every panel that's out there. You'd, you'd end up with two semis. Yeah. So I said, now we have to trip back to the shop. So now this is four trips to the truck, <laughs> right? And because and he just, you know, the, the, the quickest service call I ever did was two trips. Mm-hmm. Went in, nice. talked to the customer, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was our fault. We reset. Okay, have a nice day. Go get the paperwork, sign it back. Three trips was the general, hmm. goal, you know, because that's the customer service end. You go in, you mm-hmm. glad hand the customer, you assess. Yeah. So anyway, we go back, get the batteries, get them in. Had digital meters by then, thank God, and you could see it was taking charge because go up a mm-hmm. hundredth of a volt at a time. Okay, that one's taken. Yeah, clean yeah, everything. Hold, out. Up, hold that thought. Yeah. So for those who are not familiar with, uh, well, a, we'll do with AGM batteries. When you put, when an AGM battery or any lead acid battery is completely depleted and you uh, attach it to a charger, it'll draw an arc. And the resistance on the battery is extraordinarily low. Mm-hmm. There's all the electrons are getting back into plates and they're putting electrons on one side and a need for electrons on the other. And then the resistance of the battery begins to rise. So if you do a voltage meeting, if you, if you do a voltage reading of a battery, when it's discharged, it and you put a charger on it, you can watch that voltage go up as the resistance increases because the voltage drop is going up. Right. Okay? So kids, when you put your meter on a battery, if you put it on just one battery and it's at 10.7 volts and it should be at 12 and it's been sitting on the charger for X amount of time, it's a bad battery. Correct. And if it's not increasing, a little bit. A little bit, then you've got something wrong. And if it's if you take it off and it should start to drop. And it's that but but a lot of people don't realize that with lead acid, when mm-hmm. the battery is depleted, there's no resistance. Yeah. And uh, now now they know when you hook up to a dead battery, you get okay. the arc. And but that's why you get the arc. So yeah. okay, go ahead, please. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, and so the advent of digital meters was great because yeah. trying to see that on an old Simpson, yeah, you, know, you know, unless you turned it to 12 <laughs> volts, which if it went over, it'd, it'd peg it. But mm-hmm. if it was under and you could see 10 and you could watch it move up by just a very yeah, a hundredth a, of a volt yeah. on an analog meter is hard to pick. It is. So but anyway, you can see it on a digital really yeah. easy. So it's doing that and I'm showing him, okay, so now it's taking a charge. We've cleaned up the, cleaned up the terminals, um, mm-hmm. you know, we... We, we lied to it, we threw a strap on the on the input so it cleared, sent the signals, mm-hmm. reset, made sure the transmitter was all good, checked the coding, checked the relays, yeah, all good. 
And, you know, because uh, they blew the breaker, that was a chargeable service call. There you go. There so you go. then we filled out the 524. So did Bob ever become a technician or did um, he shoot himself in the foot or what? No, he, he became a good one. Uh, f- f- He's was, not going to show up here at the studio. No, and he won't. Butt, uh, he? I think okay. he moved off and went and did something completely outside. But no, Bob. I'm going to come outside. I'm Bob. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he, uh, I think he found a woman and moved off. But he became well, that he, he became a good troubleshooter. And he, when we got him to slow down. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is when you, there's some people you get, you just know if you can get them to slow down, mm-hmm. they're going to get this. Mm-hmm. And, and he got it. And, and he was like, oh, my gosh. And I said, yeah, I've chased bad meter leads around a warehouse before. You know, when you've been around as long as I have, you have these lessons. You, too, you've been around a while. Oh, yeah. You know, check your meter. Yeah. And you, you hold the leads together. And I use alligator clips. I won't use this use your thumb stuff because if you're measuring fine. fine resistance, you Yeah, if you're a measuring good. fine re- – but I, I still teach the students just grab a resistor mm-hmm. and right. hit and it check with your it. thumbs because – But, you know – if you don't check those leads before you start off troubleshooting, you can yeah. be chasing a set of bad leads all around a warehouse. And I have. I mean, and, and you would not think like Fluke, mm-hmm. which makes a beautiful meter, like the leads would ever fail. You're like, these things these things never fail. I have. As, uh, our producer yeah. says this happened to him. Yeah, okay, there we go. Uh, you're like, these things don't fail. And oh, sure yes, enough, they do. they do. And they look perfect. They look perfect. But the more you use it. Yeah. The more you're, you're, you know, yeah. you're twisting and, you and twist yeah. and pulling the little, breaks, man. Yeah, yeah, they break even though it's flexible cable. Well, let me so uh, go ahead because I want to tell you about mine. Yeah, my so mine today. The the big takeaway I think here, mm-hmm. and it's one thing I when I teach people I I start off with. There's only three things you need to check in troubleshooting. First thing you check is the obvious. Okay. Second thing you check is the obvious, and when you're still not sure, check the obvious. I like that. Me, you know, majority of the time, majority. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm not talking about the one-offs where the manufacturer has some bug in the in the program. Right. I'm talking about just everyday troubleshooting. Yeah. And an old guy taught me that, and now I'm the old guy, but it it works. I mean, th- that was a perfect example, mm-hmm. and I couldn't have teed that up any better. It was just handed to me, and it's like here's this perfect training experience with this brand new kid. Yeah. And he's so eager, wants to learn, but he can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah, because you you got to kind of prime the pump. Yeah, and then and then they then they get hold. And then when you, uh, I trained a guy who uh, became a fabulous technician. I mean, mm-hmm. I started off just kind of you know mm-hmm. hinting and what yeah. we're what we're doing, and then and you know he way surpassed me. We had one today or yesterday. Started yesterday, and we had two simultaneous problems going on in this building. And old building, old wiring, old everything, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 for for people who haven't had the pleasure of working on a system that is SLC and has conventional, m- conventional, <laughs> I call them hybrid. Okay. Um, and uh, and I teach this because I've had a lot of folks come up and go, "Well, this is a this is a yeah, this is a fifty-eight twenty. So it's it's just an SLC system, an analog addressable system. I'm like, well, the head end is, yeah. but if you've got modules out there, first you're going to have modules on all of the water flow devices. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to know at least that part of it. Correct. Which, which you know, learning water flow is its own gig. But in this case, uh, this was supporting a zone of uh, twelve conventional heads, and as they were testing it, the head would go into alarm. Mm-hmm. The base would show, mm-hmm. but it it wouldn't show up on the system, which is a daunting thing. And so uh, my apprentice is working on it, and he's and he's 
he did he called me up he goes i'm i'm kind of baffled on this you know come come give me a, a hand and i said well what kind of a what a, what a kind of a base you're using we had the base that was on it so he went and found another like base mm -hmm. and put it on their same problem okay well now we've switched the base so it's not it can't, the base. it's not the base so he goes i don't think the head's compatible and in Simplex, they had heads that had dog ears and some that don't. Okay. And and if you didn't have the dog ears, if you had dog ears, they wouldn't fit into the bases that didn't accept mm -hmm. them. But but if you did have a dog-eared base, you could put either kind of head in there, although uh. one's incompatible. So he goes and finds all these, and these are old heads. These are heads that are older than him. So we get the head in there, and it won't work. And oh. so I said, leave it the way it is, and you know, tomorrow when you, when, when I get a moment, I'll come over this. So I look at it and I said, I, we, I, I do everything he does just to confirm the mm -hmm. problem. I reach up on the outside of alligator clips and I trip the base without mm -hmm. the head in it. And sure enough, base goes into alarm, but doesn't do anything. And, I, and everything's fine. He's, he's done everything I've taught him. Mark, mm -hmm. mark which side's got the EOL, mark the side mm -hmm. where the, where the uh, zone is. And I said, this is the wrong, this is a wrong base. Now why it came up now is because somebody who's testing paid attention. They've mm -hmm. been tripping this for years and the light's been coming on for years. And they called it good, but didn't check the And they the called panel. it good, but they didn't check the oh, panel. Darn. So if you have 12 devices on a zone and each one, the little red light comes on, mm -hmm. then the system worked, right? Well, that's a bad squeeze. It didn't do anything. No. And this kid caught this. This is how smart he is. So then he goes through. I said, well, we, we, I said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Go get me one of those thin bases. And I pointed mm -hmm. out the base I wanted. Go get me one of those. So he runs off and goes and finds it. He knows where this stuff's hidden all over the campus. And immediately I wire it back in and right off the bat the thing trips and does exactly what it is. So then I go to, to show him. I said, so the reason this other base didn't work is it was a relay base. So it was expecting... The base is designed to take the zone power mm -hmm. and power up a relay. And it tells you on the back it's current pull. And I said, I'm going to take a wild guess that this has never worked. And at some point, we'll have to go through all the heads on here and see if they actually work. Just to be sure. Because we're talking about a two-wire circuit that puts we're a soft talking short on the yes, circuit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. So, so the, you know, the idea here, kids, is that you have a base with four wires coming in, right? Mm -hmm. Two come in from the feed and two go into the, to the inner line resistor. And then a head that goes on there, the head shorted. It did its job. It saw smoke, it shorted, it did mm -hmm. what it's supposed to do. There was not enough current in the base to A, give enough shorted current for the module mm -hmm. to see it because all the current was trying to drive the relay. Try and drive the relay. And yep. the relays, these are old relays. These are like pull start relays. So they you know, yeah. don't have enough current to do it. So something's got to give. So there's enough current to turn the LED on but, but not enough current to short across that zone. And that is and why put the module in alarm. Relay base smoke detectors on two wire circuits are no longer allowed for elevator recall because they don't work. And yeah, this is an <laughs> see <laughs> that just opens I'm up old. a whole yeah. can of worms. I was doing That's a building my job. when when I worked when I worked at PSI, we were doing a building that the the panel exploded on us. Just exploded. It was an old Edwards panel. Yeah. And and uh, it really easy to get the power supply, go sideways on the power supply. Mm -hmm. Remember those ones where the bottom flipped out and you had those those panels you had to pull off mm -hmm. and the cards, the daughter cards were all inside. Okay, it was one of those, a 57, I don't know. 5703. That's 5703. 
One of those. DZMs, dual zone cards. <laughs> yes. And uh, I got a story about somebody IBM who with shall one of those. remain nameless. Yeah. Was working on the power supply, got the wrong power mixed up, mixed up mm -hmm. something, and kaboom, power's gone. So we got to drop a fifty-two oh eight in there. Or oh, I think it was a fifty-two oh eight in there to cover it. And sure enough, I get to the to the elevators, and they're two wire smokes smoke with relays. With relays. Oh dear goodness. And. <clears throat> So they were tripping, especially when we put the new system on, the Silent yeah. Night's got enough power to drive, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. it needed to. The problem was the relay itself arced over. Uh-oh. Now, it's elevator recall is a normally closed circuit. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the fire alarm industry is used to normally open and it closes on alarm, except for door circuits, which are always closed and they open mm -hmm. on alarm. Elevators are almost always closed. It's always a closed loop. It yeah. fails shunt safe. Shunt trips if you, are too. Exactly. If you cut the oh I, wait a minute, shunt trips are yeah shunt trips uh, for either elevators. I thought they're open and they shut. No, you you hold that current. You hold it closed all you the time. You hold the current, and that's I got the troubleshooting. No, story. I did not. I, I, I did might not have told on the last that. one where I almost got electrocuted at yeah. this big place, huh. having 480 in my hand instead of 120. My my bugaboo on the shunt trips is still the fact that we're not using those conventional heads for it, but that's a yeah. separate story. Right. So the so we uh, uh, we we couldn't get the elevator to work right, and I eventually, as I pull the relay apart, mm -hmm. you know, the elevator trips. So I reset it and go back and look at it. Can't get it to go because of the amount of current that the elevator was pulling through that oh, it, little tiny relay arcs mm -hmm. them over. Mm -hmm. Because the contacts in the relay are moving a half a millimeter, maybe three yeah. quarters of a millimeter. So it just jumps. So it just jumps it, and now it arcs it shut. Now it can never open. Yeah. And the, re the elevator will never recall. So it was one of a couple of issues we had to deal with wow. on that panel. But how do we expect folks who are, you know, who, who grew up in the, grew up with iPhones and iPads and, and PS5s yeah. and, and didn't have to slave in the conventional, <laughs> the conventional, you know, Simplex 2001 world, right? ADT 1101s. To know this Wind crap. up transmitters. So, okay, so there's all this, all this knowledge that all this, and I call myself an old timer, even you though are. I'm not nearly as old as you. Not uh, quite, you're getting there. <laughs> every damn day. Uh, how are they going to pick up what we're laying down? I mean, if you send somebody out to a to uh, like a, I'm going to pick on Simplex, you send them out to 2001 Repack, they don't know what the hell that is. Mm -hmm. What the hell's going on with this? You know, and and there's all those, and then there's and th so there's there's those types of panels, and then there's oh this panel has all these issues, and it's an industry thing where. Oh, that Edwards panel has this problem, yeah, right? Or that, uh, that ADT simplex panel, panel or has this simplex problem. or yes. whoever. That happens sometimes with these, right? I talked to one of our guys about he was troubleshooting the EST panel and he had some um, some audio problems. I mm -hmm. said, "Well, oh, your had, favorite." And it had to do with, uh, and you got to be old guy on EST, but if it's a copper network. Okay. And so the, copper network between all using, the nodes, all the nodes are not using fiber to they're using, using copper RS four eighty five. Right, and it's class A, and, and then it's the class ASU a. is a class B, and okay. for some reason, in some revs of firmware, if the ASU audio circuit doesn't follow the same path in the same direction uh. as the network, and they're going backwards. No you get kidding. random amplifier faults. Oh, no kidding. Now, I have 
every tech fax that DST made since I started working on that in 99. I did not know that. And it's just like they had a problem at this big place where the planes land. Oh, I've heard about that. And I worked for another place. Well, <laughs> I'm digressing to programming problems, but they... Where the planes land. <laughs> so anyway, they made these things for lazy programmers. And I listened to, to Mike give me a jab on the last uh, podcast about, because I'm too particular in programming. But it's like, thanks, Mike, that works. True. You know, Baker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Yeah. They're, they're have, they have this personality, you can call it door holder, okay? Mm-hmm. And it makes programming easier for people that aren't into it. Right, like, because you can use that term you can and use it that fills term in and, all the blanks. And, 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 and I am a, I write it. I am right down to the, you, you've watched, I'm just. So you, know, you don't use the preset. Mm-mm. Well, uh, and I don't. I know what it is in in, in simplex land, but I don't know, know what it is in EST land. So you don't use the preset. I don't use the things. preset personalities like door holder, fan control, whatever. It's all pre-named. And what happens? The compiler makes a mistake, and it sometimes doesn't grab them all. Okay. I have the original text packs, text, tech facts from EST that said never, ever, ever use those things. And then of course I'm like, why don't you get rid of them? Yeah. Then? Why do you leave them in? Use NSO, non-supervised output, okay. and then use your command lines in your language to pick that. Well, some <clears throat> lazy programmer, and it wasn't Mike, so just yeah. make sure somebody else used that. Huh. Because it was going to streamline the programming. And they were testing this left and right, and it wouldn't work, wouldn't work, and Charles was the boss back down over there. Uh-huh. And, you know, they are asking everybody, and you know, I kind of just quietly said, well, I know it's wrong. <laughs> So we get this big conference call with the client all this because, you know, we're missing mm-hmm. the dates and mm-hmm. yada, yada. I said, That's, let me look at the program. I look it up. Yeah, they, they went back to using door holder. Mm-hmm. Well, for whatever reason, the compiler doesn't always grab it, especially the way the rule's written. So rewrote the rule to grab it by the qualifiers non, we put in the label. Output. You know, star dot yeah. DH1 door hold. There series you know. one or door hold series two, whatever whatever the, the qualifier is, you know, on, on, DH, one. And then you run your rules report, and here's this big list of things that are supposed to happen. Nice. Do the download to 40-some-odd-plus panels and test it, and oh, my God, guess what started working? No, no kidding. Because somebody got lazy, didn't listen to what the manufacturer told you, mm-hmm. and oh, what I talk about? Check the obvious. All right. Right, and it, well, it, it in the in the programming world, you know, because that's the thing as a technician, and of course yeah. I, we're all fire alarm monkeys here. But right, when and I'm, I'm I apologize to folks who are not fire. I know, but um, I did security. We just don't talk about right. that because that's what's on sale I, today. <laughs> that's mean. What's on? Well, there's going to be a it. whole host of security people out there. To I know they're going to send mass. So I have done. Where's security. this guy do this at? Yeah, I'm yeah. coming after him. I like DSC, but no, I, I mean too, the, the, um, the, uh, well, it, that's a whole different, it's a whole different yeah, world. I is. mean, you know, I've seen security guys sit down with a panel, mm-hmm. you know, they jack, they jack in with an enunciator, do the mm-hmm. code and oh, with yeah. two thumbs, mm-hmm. they're as fast as somebody playing on a PS5. I mean, they're just, they're just wrecking through that stuff. Cause they know, they know every, old ADT every character. panels were like that. Some yeah. of the old ones, I was pretty good with the old 
and I totally panel programming get it. that way. But when they came out with keyboards and uh, human interface, yeah, I'll take a keyboard. That's what I'll take almost yeah, any day. day. But Even DOS. DOS was easy compared to that stupid. I still use it, so I know. <laughs> Remember having to hit the nine key three times to get a Z or an X or a Y or no, something? No, I didn't have that. that oh, but but some had. of the simplex panels we still use, yeah. when you do the programmer, it's a mm -hmm. DOS programmer. Yeah. So it comes up in a DOS window. Yeah. And, and you're actually, it's simpler because there's no mouse controls. It's mm -hmm. all keyboard. And, and your you, F keys you, will move around faster. You, you know can the, jump you know with the, F keys, right? You know the freaking, yeah. you know the stuff, but... It was it's a it's a nice primer because mm -hmm. when you look at the new programmer for mm -hmm. like the ES, you know, it's like all Windows based. But when you really get down to the to the core, the 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 programming is almost exactly the same. You just have like nine million more options on what right. you want to do. You can really go sideways on an ES. But you know, the difference between the the generations of panels. Oh. Like I look at the old ones and I'm like, Well, you're good. I mean, mm -hmm. you do really well. Yeah. You really do good. You look at the new ones. You're like, oh. yeah. because I mean, you can you can download to them. You're yeah. downloading five times the amount of information in mm -hmm. in one tenth the time. It it has backups. It's so smart. It does it does self checks. It's like this thing is the new stuff that is yeah. out is good. Anyway, well, I talked about when I was the ADT Central Station tech. I think the last yeah, time with yeah. the Intel three thirty box computer with the eight and a half inch floppies. Yeah, and that's so for, that's the original. And so for anybody, line. when I mention ADT, Ugh. I'm talking about the old ADT, not this new one that's been yeah. passed around like a sports <laughs> ball. I'm talking prior. To, well, I had something else, but you can't say it on radio. Um, prior to all the buyouts. Mm -hmm. And I left ADT after Holly Holdings bought them out because it just changed. It's, it's not the same ADT yeah, anymore. Just changed. So, well, yeah, because you look at some of the old ADT well, yeah, stuff that's hanging on the pipes. It's been there for 50 years. Oh, I know, it's and it's still, still working. Yeah, yeah stuff you, was you built You can beat a brother to death with some of that equipment, dude. It was like, you well, opened it up, you're like, this thing's, this thing's bulletproof. Well, I think I covered this on the last visit, yeah. talking about drilling PIVs and tapping a <laughs> 1 and 3 sixteenths hole for their doggone post-indicator oh valves. God. The 611 with the little black. Uh, I'm surprised you remember all that. Remember when I first came day, to work yeah. at PSI? You sent me over to they sent me over to Milwaukee to this yeah. client, yeah. and I'm going. Yeah, I remember when this was United yeah. Grocers. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, and it, matter of fact, I went to troubleshoot that PIV, that one that we're talking about, and figured out why it wasn't working. Yeah. Right. So I had this client. I had the client re mm -hmm. they put new pipe in underneath the ground, and then, uh, you know, because it because of the type of system it was, and that was an old. Mm -hmm. ADT system and oh, it yeah. really worked well. I mean, it or when, was it was it an ADT? No, no, they, a, no, they, they changed it. it to they a, changed uh, it to uh, radionics. Radionics. ADT, but it had a radionics like a mm -hmm. radionics head end that was a computer based head end. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen anything like it, yeah. and it was kind of cool. Like yeah. I could have really sort of played with it, but you know, all I need to know is the EOL is forty nine K and mm -hmm. and here it is, and you know that's it. Boom, 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 in and out. Well, when I worked on it, it was still on McCullough system. Oh my God! <laughs> it's just amazing how That's, you know you watch all the generations of equipment mm -hmm. go through a building. Well, you know, uh, and, and then I, when I go through, my wife hates it because I go through. I've worked there. I've worked yeah. there. Oh, worked my there. wife I've when worked, she was yeah. alive, the same thing. She's, oh, yeah. you're such a geek. Yeah. You know, what are you looking up for? She's yeah. like, do you want me to tell you every building I've been in in this town? I'm like, no. But I've been there. <laughs> I've been <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so that was, yeah, exactly. And so I had a student stay after I subbed for Dave last night. Uh -huh. And we were talking, and I, I think he works for 
a division of your company. And sure. He's talking about how he wants to program, do this, that, and the other. And, and I've got a young lady who works in our company I'm mm -hmm. trying to mentor, and she's going to be an awesome programmer. But what the kids are going to miss, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because he says the, the kid last night says, I like the parts and smarts, and so does the young lady that works mm -hmm. at PSI with me. But they're missing the part that built up to, you know, um, all the, that old school technology. You know, I, I mean, I, I taught people how to cut in door strikes back in the day yeah. when we had card readers at ADT. Yeah. I was a central station tech. I mean, you could wallpaper my house with all the certs and the training they sent me to, which has played forward when I got my NYSET certs and things like mm -hmm. that. So though I don't have a degree, it was all strictly OJT. Mm -hmm. But they're going to miss that part they that already are I missing had it. by actually doing that work. Mm -hmm. And I can walk into a place sometimes and just look, and I know where the problem is. I don't know how I know, but I just no, do. No, it, it's it's experience, Gary. Because okay, so we got one today, same same building, right down the hall, mm -hmm. right down the hall. Signal circuit. It's a, a NAC circuit. They mm -hmm. called it a signal at the time. Yeah. So signal circuit, 10k EOL, mm -hmm. and when the thing turns on, it shorts. Okay, so as soon as you see a signal circuit that is normal, so it's seeing its EOL when it's Sounds like the diode blew out. Or, <laughs> or or something's wired backwards. Yeah. So we thought, okay, well, this would be easy. Something's wired backwards. We'll kind of walk around. Nothing's making any noise. So that's not yeah. the problem. So I go to start taking this thing apart. And because now you're dealing with, with generations, plural, of mm -hmm. technicians, plural, in this building, which was built in the early 1900s, <laughs> which turns out was last century, you're, <laughs> you're dealing with... And you're dealing with all this stuff, right? So because I'd worked there before, I know, oh, well, well the hidden the hidden mm -hmm. magical place here is in this office and through mm -hmm. this door and around here. And then there's an old 2120 right. multiplex cab, BMUX cabinet. You open that up, and then there's, like, someone vomited wire in here. And that <laughs> is where I'm going to start. And it just And for whatever reason, I just went, I'm just going to start mm -hmm. where if I was here in 1994, or five or whatever it was, it would have been 98, 98, 99. This is where I would have started was right here. I wouldn't have gone anywhere else but here. And that's exactly where I started the problem. So I quickly intercepted it, pulled it apart, found my EOL, but when I measure my voltage, I've got, I think, uh, five volts. That's so something's enough. loading the system down and eating 20, mm -hmm. basically 23 volts, it's 28 volts when it's normal. It's eating. 23 volts of, of, so I got a voltage drop, I got a big resistance out there, and it's wacky. Mm -hmm. So I start to half split and pull the circuit apart. So I pull the circuit apart, find the EOL, realize that, that it's not there, and then start looking at the wiring, mm -hmm. and go, well, this is going up this raceway, and then I got a pair of black and reds going up here, black and reds coming back, and I got a pair of baby blues over here, and I can mm -hmm. see where people have tied all these different things together, start to pull it apart. So then I make it a educated guess and I go down the hall and half split at this knack in the hall take it apart there's my black and red so I can see and it's got tape on it I'm mm -hmm. starting to pull it apart and I just finally go well I got to go above the ceiling and I can do that in this building so I pop the tile and I open it <laughs> my god here's here's two four 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 squares Right, so mm -hmm. one four square with an extension on it and a red cover. I open that thing up and it is solidly packed. Oh. Solidly packed. So what they did is they put the extension ring on after they packed it and the only way to work uh, on it is take it. They packed it with a hammer oh, and they just night. It, and they just crushed it in there and there's just 
crap coming in and going out. And I just was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I real began to pull this thing apart, right? So I'm- <sighs> You're I, brave. I, no, 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 not, not take it apart, but okay. just pull the wire nuts, you know, yeah. pull, pull them out in groups yeah. and start to yeah, make break it, it down. Uh, yeah, break it down. Okay, well, it goes in, goes out, goes in, goes out, goes out. So I keep looking at this, keep looking at this, making notes, bringing my apprentice up, looking at it, and he's just going, my God, I don't know what the hell's going on here. This right. is scary. And I'm like, yeah, it is scary, but we'll figure this out. So this, I make educated guess. This line runs to some mystery mm -hmm. spot down here because it's got to come back. Mm -hmm. and so I've got my power feed here, which is coming from another floor, by the way. So it goes from two to one. And then it goes from one out from this BMUX panel all the way out into the field and just just goes here and there and everywhere it comes back and then goes to the baby blue wires mm -hmm. which cover the wing I'm in and then there's an EOL at the end. <clears throat> and my apprentice goes, well, when we tested it, the last one didn't fire, which is which makes sense. I says, yeah, my guess is is there's just no there's not a voltage to run it. I mean, we we should, we should probably turn on a measure, but you can't because it's the middle of the day. Right, and, you know, that's got where you're children at. Yeah. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, so I start to take this thing apart, and I mean, it spent an hour, Gary, laying this thing out, going, okay, it goes in, it goes in, it goes in, and and my, and the back of my mind's going, something's wrong. Something is obvious, and it's right here. So I jump down the ladder, I draw it out for the kid, and he goes, yeah, I see that, and I have him go up there to look at it, and I said, something is wrong, right? You see it too. And it was one wire was off. Oh, so when man. they went in the ins and outs and the ins and outs, they had crossed one. Oh no. So yeah. I fixed it. Okay. okay got it. Move, you know, cause it takes you a while for your yeah. brain to connect. Logically switch it around, throw my meter on it. I gain two volts, maybe three. So uh -oh. I've still got a problem in the field. Yeah. And I'm like, so it's multiple problems. So it's on multiple this problems, <laughs> right? Bingo. Yeah. So now I've got, you know, so I explained what I need, what we're going to do. I left, you know, and, and I, I laid everything out. And I said, yep, for sure. Now I'm going, you know, power coming in, going to this device, coming back up, going down this loop, coming back, going down to this loop, mm -hmm. coming back, going down to this loop, which this mystery. We don't know where the hell these things are going. Right. Coming back. We're changing colors of wire four times. Oh, so you've painful, got red yeah. and black here, red and black here. Then you've got FPL, P, FPL, P. So mm -hmm. you've got red and black, red and black, red and black, red and black. Then coming back, we got a four conductor, red, black, blue, brown. Oh, not even yellow, green. No, blue, brown. No, blue, brown. <laughs> Who the hell uses that, right? Shielded, no doubt. And then it's and then it goes off to to back to the panel, and so I look up and it's it's been a solid six and a half hours. I mean, oh. a solid six and a half hours. I didn't even stop to eat. I think I use the restroom once. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm so in the zone. I'm so zenned out at this point mm -hmm. that I'm just like, you know, I must continue. Mm -hmm. And thank God I'm in a job where I, where I, I, I don't have to answer my phone. Mm -hmm. I'm not the guy they're going to, I'm going to have to go to the meetings. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, all I can do is just sit here in pure troubleshooting mode, bliss, yeah. and work on this thing. So I get it all put together the way it was and I, and I put it back together again. I go back to my desk and at this point I'm famished so I eat like voracious. I think I ate my apprentice. He was tasty so okay, whatever it is. I ate, all, I ate everything it was to eat and when I got back to my desk and I sat down and I uh, and I cranked out a document, you know, a map and then I started drawing it. 
on there. Oh, nice. Right? So, yeah, so then I drew what I record. knew. Yeah, exactly. And normally I do that electronically, but, but and yeah. I'm, I'm using like Bluebeam Review or something. Now I just crank out the thing and draw it on, mm-hmm. looked at it, and, and because I this is the second time I've drawn this circuit out, maybe the third time, and I explained to my apprentice that, hey, this is a, this is a technique that I do. If I'm baffled, I'll come and teach it to you or show it to you. And I'll either right. pick it up or you'll go, what the hell's wrong with you? Right. Same thing like your young man at ADT yeah. where he was missing it, even though it was painfully, it was in, right in front, in front of, him, of him. You know? But you don't know what you don't know. You don't right? know what you don't know. And you don't know that you, you've got yourself vapor locked on this issue. You know it's this, but it's actually you know some other issue over here. And you, and you refuse to take your mind off of that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the trick is to back up and go, now let me explain this. As Rem- I drew it out for the second time. Remind me to tell you about the Clear Alaska trip. Let's do it. So I so I figured out, oh, well, okay, this has to be the problem. And now I gave the instructions because he's going to have to ring yeah. these bells tomorrow morning to see what the hell's going on when there's no people there. And I says, I'm going to bet that you're still going to have a short when, you, mm-hmm. when it runs. But, you know, go ahead and, and look at these at these five issues I wrote down and let me know what you see. Give me your observations oh, perfect, yeah. on that, you know. And uh, we did the same thing on a door circuit. We we're troubleshooting in a children's hospital, where well, you know, I, it, 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 when you've thrown, and, and 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 this is a job where I can throw eight or ten or sixteen hours into it, mm-hmm. and the company is what paying me to do that. Where yeah. if I'm a service tech, yeah, and I'm showing up, and I don't know what building I'm in, I don't know what you know. Right. That's a whole different kind of troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, you got. Got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Got to yeah. go. You got that. You Which got is, that. Can be detrimental. Can to be good really troubleshooting. Detri- where the where the best troubleshooters that that I've that ever worked for me or I've ever worked with, don't give two craps about, about how long about how long it's going to take. They walk in and and they, I'm talking tr- troubleshooters that I know from like yeah. PSI where they walk in and they go, yeah, I'm going to turn my phone off or I'm just not going to answer it mm-hmm. because they're solely focused on that job and they're not thinking about that they have to be somewhere at noon. Mm-hmm. They're focused on where they're at right now and what the problem is and moving down in that uh, And the only time way. I answer my phone on those is when it's the person at the other end of that circuit I'm troubleshooting. There you go. That's that We didn't have that back then. No. Remember you had phones with the long cords? <laughs> you carried the long cord to extend yeah. the handset? We still have a phone with a long cord. It's yeah. just, just invisible. Yeah. But that whole, that whole thing, the the having the time mm-hmm. finding you know your zone and and I don't even realize that I've sent I've spent five or four or six hours on something until I pop out of it and I go why oh, am I that long why am I so hungry yeah. what the hell's wrong with me I gotta you know I gotta get my emergency mm-hmm. snack bar because something's going wrong and then I finally go okay now it's a good time to stop recollect my thoughts. I'll fix, we'll find the problem. Within a couple hours on Monday, we'll find the problem. We'll have nailed it by that point. And the amount of labor that we put in, and this is a problem that has been there. For ages. For ages. We solved another one, and I'll I'll shut up after that. We solved another one in just as old a building. And I had an an, an apprentice that was, um, he subsequently found he just didn't want to do this kind of a gig, but I drug him with me for five and a half hours and we solved mm-hmm. the problem that that ground fault was there when I was there in the 90s. Yeah. And we, we solved it in five and a half hours. And I mean, we doggedly went after this. Yeah. And when I finally found the problem, it was the type of cable that we were pulling. Oh, I never thought about it as a, yeah, when I first got there, 
but we had this armored four conductor uh, crap that mm-hmm. we pulled everywhere and the shield on it was Shorted. it's it's yeah and it's jacketed so it was it was FPLP so it's jacketed with a like a braid over that with another jacket with a shield over that so there's a million ways you can ground this thing and when you go to cut it you you was you could not pull the wires apart to strip it back because it's like it's a, a tank. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. braided. So you have to physically what was cut that, the MI braid. cable oh, or something? I don't know what the hell it was. CI cable with it, No, mineral? it wasn't even that. It was garbage cable. Okay. It was made by Garbage Cable Company. Okay, there you go. In Wisconsin. No, I don't know what the <laughs> okay. hell it is. But the, we had we must have had a mile of this crap and we pulled it every freaking where and almost every single ground fault I've troubleshot since I've been back been on that cable. Has, has been on that kind of cable or it has been a um, a, a shielded cable used in the wrong application. Mm-hmm. Why would you use, why would anybody use like 14-2 shielded to pull a door circuit? Kids, if you're pulling a shielded because cable- Because it was for, on the truck. Because it was on the truck. Or the supervisor or the PM or whomever said, use this up, it's already paid for, we gotta make money on the job. If, if, <clears throat> if there's a hell- Did I say that out loud? You did. Okay. If there's a hell, the guy who pulled shielded cable for door circuits is in it. Yes, hopefully. He can be right next to me. <laughs> so I can throat punch him every 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Don't ever pull shielded cable in, a, in an when application you don't need, you don't need it. Yeah, ever. Ever. Stop oh, it. Okay, I'm over. I'm, okay. Rant's done. Man. All right, so I have my... Stop right now. I can barely stand it. Eh. My next two troubleshooting things yeah. are play it through to the end. Okay. And sometimes you need to walk away for 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm serious. So... I come into work at, as at Intel, I can say I was working there because it's a uh-huh. trailer, but it wasn't Intel. I get a call. They want me in Alaska tomorrow. Okay. L&D is this big, clear Air Force base. No. Talk to the wife. Well, hey, when the Air Force needs you, you got Yeah, go. so I talk to the wife, and she's like, yeah, go. Sure. And I'm like, it's cold. Yeah, I'm on the way. Send, I don't do heat. I had a heat stroke at four. I don't do heat. I'm a cold weather person. Love cold okay. weather. I hate heat. So I volunteer. Nobody else wants to go. So can't get the flight. I go the next day. So... It's called Clear Alaska because it's clear in the middle of nowhere. All right. And I got real lucky because I got to stay in the house at the electrical where Sub 2 was there. So it was an old IRC3 system mm-hmm. with Signature, which is an SLC, a type of SLC. The and original SLC. The original. Now. Yeah. The original, mm-hmm. like, pull start SLC that Edwards right. made. Right, but it's the same one that's used on the 3. It's just the interface was really, really clunky. I remember I, I remember seeing a couple of those the, panels. The, the ZAS 2 interface. Scary, oh, it's, this it's is horrible. This a scary system. So we were four days from L&Ds. Nothing's working. Um, the particular branch up there in Alaska lost a bunch of good people. L&D means? Liquidated damages. Thank you. Yeah, when I jargon up, no, that's make fine. me stop. Uh, so, you know, it was exciting. It was no holds barred, get it done. Sure. Lots of overtime, not with the wife. Okay, you know, it's yeah. great. I had four small kids at home, you know, newly re- remarried. Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm up to the Air Force Base. I'm doing this. And they put me in the house and give me this room. And I said, well, where's the drapes? Well, nobody but Bears and Moose going to see. I said, no, it's <laughs> daytime. I landed at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. You could see. Yeah. <coughs> Sun doesn't go down. So. It was, oh, yeah, you mainlanders. <coughs> so that was to preface the next part. <coughs> Pardon me. So I'm trying to start this up, and I can't mm-hmm. get these stupid devices to talk. I'm going over and going over. Pretty soon I'm starving. And mm-hmm. it seems like it's only been 15 minutes. 
was seven hours. Wow. The sun doesn't move in Alaska, and I didn't realize how I key into the sun. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I said, out of heck with it. I went back to house, made hamburger, whatever, came back. <clears throat> Ten minutes, had it solved. Oh, no kidding. <clears throat> I'd looked at this pole station a dozen times, and I'd try and download. It wouldn't take. It wouldn't map. It wouldn't do anything. Is it backwards? Any scenarios were reversed. <laughs> Yeah. On EST modules, you feed in on four and three, and you go out on one and two. And I looked at it a dozen times, but I was so into, I'm going to make this work, then yeah. I'll go eat. I'll yeah. make this work, go yeah. eat. <clears throat> Sometimes when you're troubleshooting, you need to step back just a second. Yeah. In the old days, everybody smoked and drank coffee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you go out for a cigarette. Honestly, <clears throat> and the techs that smoked, even in the Navy, the techs that smoked are almost always better than the techs that didn't because you had to take a break. And it, your mind resets. Mm-hmm. Your mind resets. Yeah. Okay, so you know how with all the new panels and stuff, and I'm the old guy. You know, I actually started a year before Baker. I started in 77. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though he's older than me, he went to service. I didn't at the time. So the next place is High Rise across from the convention center downtown. Mm-hmm. And it was an old MXL panel. Mm-hmm. And then they replaced it with an XLS. And I led a team on that one. And that was what I did. I my whole career up until I came to work for uh, Landis when it was before it was Siemens mm-hmm. was retrofit stuff. And dad always told me, anybody can hang a brand new device on a nail and wire it up and make it work. But if you can go into the garbage pit, the junk mm-hmm. nobody wants to talk, mm-hmm. touch, and fix it, you'll always have a job, kid. <clears throat> dad was right. Yeah. Um, so... The old panels were 10 times, by a factor of 10, less sensitive to the EOLs and the grounds. Oh, I did not know that. EST is the same way, by the way. Oh, no kidding. So when you go from an IRC3 to an EST3, you will find ground faults. It starts picking up all ground faults, yeah. So I had this plan. I did not know that. So when I ran retrofits, we went out and we checked all the circuits with our meters and we got a circuit list and you'd find grounds. Keep going, I wanna see if I have a picture of this one. <clears throat> so, we'd done that, we identified some. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. So then we go to light up this XLS and it's grumpy. It's got these grounds, you can't see inline <laughs> it's, resistor. It's grumpy. <laughs> it's grumpy, I got other words, but we're on the radio. So, we got everything tested, we got it cut over. It's during COVID first started, so it was kinda made it easy, the building wasn't occupied. These two circuits out in parking would not work. The resistance was off, too. What mm-hmm. the heck? <clears throat> Voltage is wrong, just like you talked about. How many resistors do you think I had in parallel on that one circuit? A, a bunch. Four. There you go. I found four. There so you go. I stepped it through with the kid. Still wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So, and I put the meter on. I put on diode check. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find diode. And I'm moving my hands back and forth with meter leads. Sure, <laughs> sure. <clears throat> This was weird. And I've been doing it a long time. This was uh, only about, so it'd be like uh, 42 years. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen this problem in my entire career. Well, the MXL panel's a workhorse. It's like the IRC3. That that old MXL panel's, it's got some stones and it doesn't care. It's gonna mm-hmm. blast it out. Uh, the new XLS panel, if it gets in too much resistance, ah, I can't do anything, it stops. And they all do that. They're yeah, supposed yeah, to the, fold the back. New, the new <clears> stuff <throat> is, is kind of babyish. So it's a wimpy. You know, I had the head of engineering there at the building helping me, and we're troubleshooting. And so we get three 
horn strobes going off or speaker strobes and nothing else passed and they had sealed them all up because it was weatherproof no leave a weep hole silly don't mm -hmm. seal it up this is oregon leave mm -hmm. the dog on weep hole so of course they filled with water okay well that one's grungy mm -hmm. so he had a new one to replace it we should we should go double back on that yeah so, so that people understand <clears throat> what we mean oh on the weep because hole? there are times if if there so <clears throat> if the conduit is in the ground Mm -hmm. or in cement, it's going to have water in it. Absolutely. And it's people, like a terrarium. It's like literally. a terrarium. And, and, and you can seal the whole AV if you seal the EMT coming into it. Mm -hmm. So if you've got EMT coming in from the ground, it and you hermetically seal that. It should be from the ground, though. But if it's, well, yeah, that's true. I've got to correct well, you, Mike. I, should, I've seen it. It should I've be. I've seen EMT. <laughs> it should be lots of things, Gary. Yes. Okay. Well, but if it's plastic... Right. Still, it's same, still it's it's it's, it's not going to ground, but it's going to have it's It'll still filled with water. It's still filled with water, and then if they pulled FPL R, mm -hmm. right, it's not a it's not a waterproof cable, no, so yeah. it's just a matter of time. And it will seep through that before jacket. it seeps through mm -hmm. that and gives you other new and 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 remarkably <laughs> crazy faults. Right. I mean, yeah, that was a huge deal. Yeah. And we, uh, but if but if you do have a conduit and you've hermetically sealed the conduit but that never happens but it doesn't happen and and most people don't yeah but if you take rtv a silicon mm -hmm. silicon 2 and rtv right where the wire is coming out put in an inch of rtv it ain't there's no more moisture coming through that right. so that will stop the moisture from going in the av then you can seal the av till the cows come home right but if you don't then as the weather changes and the water <clears> hits <throat> that vapor point it vaporizes and comes and it up and it condenses and vaporizes and condenses and vaporizes and condenses and begins and to it, corrode knee crap yeah. yeah exactly so <clears throat> that's what happened we replaced this one mm -hmm. still not working what the heck so that's one count one something's still wrong mm -hmm. ended up on this circuit of knacks in this parking garage where five that had the strobe diodes blown out. No I still kidding. have one in my shop. I was gonna bring it in for training. No kidding. So I had never seen a diode blow out on a NAC circuit before, on a NAC device. How, how do you do that? Um, lots and lots of power in reverse. So the diode, folks, <clears throat> keeps- The steering the, diode. The, yeah, it keeps, it, when, it, when, when, you're, when a NAC circuit on a fire alarm system is at, when it's not operating, when it's at quiescence, Correct. It's reversed polarized. So for those of you who don't work on fire, if you see plus and minus on a on a signal or a NAC circuit and you put your meter on it, it'll read reversed. Depending on it, how it's labeled. Depending on how it's labeled. <laughs> yes. Trust me. Yes, that's true. I forgot that. <clears throat> but generally, like let's suppose red's positive and black's negative and the and the silk screening on the motherboard says this is where your positive lead goes and this is where your negative lead goes. You put your meter on it, it reads opposite. When it's normal. When it's normal. Mm -hmm. And then it will <clears throat> shift polarity and then operate. And what that's doing is when it's reverse polarized, the blocking diodes are forcing the current all the way to the end of line resistor, which is whatever resistance it needs to be for that panel to be happy, mm -hmm. and then comes back to the panel. When it shifts polarity, then each of those NAC op appliances will operate. And so, let it pass through the appliance. And let it go through the appliance and make it beep. So. Gary is saying is that those those diodes were blown were blown, which would then and they were there so they'd stay open or they'd blow short. I they think must they, have, they must blew have been open because they just it wouldn't the, work. The strobe wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and when I put my diode checker on the bad one, 
is like wide open. Yeah, um, I've, feed I've, it, feed I've it. so rarely what I look at that the <clears throat> internal components on one right. of those, and we don't because we just chuck them. But yeah. I found five of them, and huh. it's like, how did these pass inspection? Because mm-hmm. the last inspection was at this client's place. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen that many blown things on a same circuit in my life. So I, I, I asked the client, they let me keep one because I said, I got it. Because hmm. we get the brand new one out and you put your diode checker on. Oh, yeah, that's happening. It works perfectly. And mm-hmm. then we put the new one in and that one works. Yeah. But everything downstream doesn't work. And we ended up changing five of these things on okay. the same circuit in this parking structure. And I... I've been doing this a long time, and I had not seen so, that. So you know those Ultronic NACs? Have you ever seen those <clears throat> the Ultronic NACs? Oh, the have, new ones? Uh, no, the older ones, the ones that have been around a while. When you open them up, you're like, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on there. Like, the motherboard is, yeah. like, layered. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Okay, so there's a, a, a building downtown that has those things in a parking garage. So they're in the garage, embedded in the on the wall in the garage. Oh, yeah, they don't like that though. It's and they don't waste. like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I, I go to, we go to work on what, it will intermittently go into trouble. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue, just, I'm in trouble. There's no reason Not why. happy. And so I sent a crew down there, they tore the, they tore the wiring apart. I mean, mm-hmm. they just freaking tore it apart. All the knacks are wired correctly. <clears throat> All the wiring's good. There's no shorts, there's no grounds, there's no runs. Everything is perfect thing goes into trouble we do the obvious thing if the field wiring is good the appliances are good and everything's and everything works okay go back to the we panel. go back to the panel so we went and dummy I said, it up i said get me a motherboard so we ordered mm-hmm. another motherboard put a new motherboard in there and it didn't and, it, and the same exact thing happened so mm-hmm. it would go into trouble and then it would clear and would go in and it, would, it was completely random it mm-hmm. didn't matter if it was six in the morning six at night and when it did, it bothered two clients because the client, mm-hmm. the building yeah. is shared with two mm-hmm. different clients. Driving both bats Banky, not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like an apartment complex in mm-hmm. a grocery store. So I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do with this? I eventually put a timer in there mm-hmm. where it's not UL listed, but it's uh, for yeah. that. But it was one of those ones where. Um, Ultronics makes It was either an Ultronics listed. or an Alpha Omega. Yeah. But you could set up. Where if this thing trips for X amount of time, it'll push then it through. It'll push it through, and and it'll track whatever I've it is. I've done that before. Yeah. So then the trouble has to stay <clears> on. <throat> the logic was you have to have a trouble that stays on for a certain amount of time. time. It hits that window, then this thing goes. Okay, I truly am in trouble, and then it would send to. And then all it does is close a set of contacts, mm-hmm. and all we're doing is is hitting a monitor module, right. which is going back to the panel, say, look, this NAC's in trouble. Not happy. The NAC is still operating normally, right. but. Uh, instead of, uh, because you had trouble contacts, you could monitor those. Right. And uh, put it in, set my time wrong, came back a couple of days later because it tripped and then extended that window and that was it. And this thing's still working. So it's like, you know, one floor, one knack, one issue, doesn't matter what you change up. There's devices, some, there's, there's, there's something going on, but who the hell knows? And yeah. at that point, you're like, okay, I can't throw any more labor at this. Yeah. The client doesn't want to throw any more labor at this. And you don't, you never knew. No. <clears throat> so that brings it. So we'll finish off the knacks at the parking structure. Yeah. Uh, the guy's working with us, I can't believe this many are bad. I said, no, we got to shoot it to the end. Uh-huh. We ended up changing five knacks, and then the entire circuit worked. But it's just staying with it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to. He couldn't believe it. I said, well, believe it. And when I showed him the blocking diodes, we kept opening the next one. Bad, next one, bad. Next well, it one, must bad. have had a pulse of some sort. It must yeah, have got something, something happened. Something happened. So 
troubleshooting experience back at that ADT company. Mm-hmm. Imagine a building as big as this room we're in, literally. Yeah. That was the whole building. That's the whole building. Had what was called a Focus 6. It was made by Aerotech. Had four zones mm-hmm. and one zone of fire. Zone 2 was your interior circuit that you always put your motion detectors on. Just how it was. You couldn't change it. how it came. And, of course, when I was doing Berg and you have a false alarm, it's always the motion detector. And, of course, it was zoned and it was the motion detector. Well, they just come out with dual technology detectors. So I went out to this client, I don't know, a dozen times. And it just kept tripping. It kept tripping. It kept tripping. And it was so small, I tried the dual technologies. I tried everything. Mm. I think I even strapped it out. And it didn't trip that time, but he didn't want to wait a week and not have an interior Oh, yeah, action. especially in this time. <clears throat> so, well, this was, you know, back before 93. Oh. I left them in 93. <laughs> so, so, anyway... Again, back to troubleshooting. I had literally replaced everything but the wire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was still doing the still problem. Still doing it. Brand new panel, brand new devices, brand new everything. Batteries, you name it. But even the old guy with only 16 years. What was it? It's a transformer. Oh, you got to be kidding me. And here's the deal. It was a 30VA 16.5 volt transformer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Those ugly ass metal things with the stupid 632 nuts on them yeah. that would short out yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. Well, some manager at that particular branch, ADT, got like two boxes of those for free. Right? No. Yeah. So, you know, to save a buck. They did not save a buck with the, using those. Yeah, oh. they did. So they saved God. a buck. And I changed the batteries and I missed the obvious. What is a gel cell supposed to be normally? when you have a charge on it's supposed to be roughly 13.8 to 14.10 somewhere in there Mm -hmm. i missed it it was 14.6 okay maybe they're old but i put new ones in and they were charged and i walked away when i finally chased and i'd replaced everything in the system but that transformer i can't be i would have never thought that that. never would have thought the transformer. i didn't either so i finally makes me wonder if this power supply is bad on that ultronics so i went back to the panel, mm-hmm. and the panel calls for a 16540BA, so I went and get one, and we couldn't get one. And it wasn't COVID stuff, it's just mm-hmm. sometimes you couldn't get parts back then. It can't be that, and I had to order one. Had to order the proper transformer. And of course, there's a great big beige box, and these things were those stupid tiny, like they were like doorbell transformers, mm-hmm. yeah, literally. Yeah, little tiny ones with the low VA on them, yeah. So what do you think happened when I replaced the transformer? Worked good. I put my meter on the battery, and it started going up past 13.7. Oh, no kidding. So it had a self-test in the middle of the night. Okay. It would go on battery just to make sure every night. And then the battery would go low. And then it was just enough of a glitch on zone two, Uh which zone two, then when I called tech support for ADT, oh yeah, well zone two has a tighter window of current and voltage than the other three zones. Like, oh my God, on a, on a, Motion detecting zone, no you kidding. you have the the lesser, you don't have the extra breadth in the. In would the, they would they make it that way so it was more sensitive? I don't know. <clears throat> it just you know, it was, huh. Aerotech was a lead. I company. didn't know that. I've I've worked on. The, I mean, I've I've not worked yeah. on, but I've seen those focus panels. So yeah, I know, I know what the thing yeah, looks it, like. It, but I, I mean, just, it was uh, called. They always a safe had a special watch. key. Yeah, and it was a safe watch and, if it was a home one, but it was just the home one was white mm-hmm. and the focus six was brown. It was a good panel. Yeah. And all it was, was that 
I never, I never would have thought of that. I, I, didn't I never either. would have looked at that. I wouldn't have looked at the transformer but, if you, if you, if you gave me so a million. So here, dollars. I thought I was such hot stuff with 16 yeah. years experience, and I was, you know, yeah. I was what they called a SST, system service tech. I was like the elite tech at ADP sure. before I left, and you know, I had got a lot of special stuff. It was good. It was a good gig. But that obvious, Mike. That obvious. Nobody's immune. Yeah. And, the, and then that's the lesson I took away is because here's you see how big this room is. That's literally how big this customer's thing. I mean, you know, 45 second delay, they'd have the place cleaned out before that mm -hmm. panel ever did anything. But, you know, um, it was a it was 15 VA it's, it's, worth it's of the value. Small little tiny the, yeah. things. But had it been a big mm -hmm. system, I'd never, ever find out. So then we had and what that did since I was leading the repair department. Every time we had a false alarm on a focus six. Here in Portland, right, right. told the look, tech, go check that transformer. transformer. And guess what? That's what it was almost every time. We'd change transformer, zone two false alarms, quit magically. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Over, over a 16.540 yeah. VA transformer versus a 16.530. 10 VA. But, the, but, but that's all the difference. That makes all the difference it's, in the world. Yeah. And so and see in the fire it would be all listed so you'd have to have that. But in Well, no, in this Berg, was it was no, a fire. It was a, it was a combo Berg, so, so it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, did. it was it commercial was fire. For that. So, yeah, it was it listed to, for commercial fire. So this fire. guy didn't even realize it but he was they breaking didn't care. the listing. Yeah, or whatever, you know, that that whole thing of, you know, <clears throat> penny wise and dollar foolish. Yeah. So the takeaway, Mike, is that remember I talked about checking the obvious and I was yeah. guilty myself. Yeah. Guilty myself. Yeah. But these are the lessons I take for granted. And sometimes I look at the kids, I forget to share them. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And, and so, you know, teaching like you do at the same place you do now I, I, is helping me. I had a, I, it does. That, you know, that's, I didn't think about that. There you go. All right, my brother. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, this has been enjoyable. All right. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.